0: everybody. Welcome back to the show. This is the Game Byte Show podcast for August the 28th, 2016. My name is LeGrand Jolly, your host, joined by Dale. Hey, Dale. Hey, what's up? Nothing. And Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy. Hey. What's also up? Uh, nothing. Still? Still nothing. Still nothing. <laughs> so I got a, I got a dilemma I'm in right now. I need some help solving this problem. Oh, man. So I've got this car. Okay. It's a 2002 Honda Accord. It's got 190 plus thousand miles on it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't have air conditioning and every time the summer rolls around I say You know I should really just sell this car and get a new car because the fix of the air conditioning is like the cost of the value of the car It's like 800 bucks to fix the air car. conditioning Yeah, so That happens and I'm like man, and I, I go and I've been looking at cars all summer and I have kind of found some ones that I like And then all of a sudden now it's kind of starting to cool down a little bit and now the air conditioner is not as big of an issue anymore.
1: See, you just hit on my solution. My solution is it is autumn now, and you don't have to worry about it for another six months.
0: The other idea is to just wait until the dead of winter and then sell it when nobody will know that the air conditioner doesn't work.
1: You'll be like, feel that, feel that AC. They'll be
0: like, no, no. (laughs) Like, hey, it's great, yeah, no problems with the car. It's fantastic. uh anyway what would you guys do jeremy you, you'd already say you would just like live it out huh? yeah
1: that's it i mean you it's not a problem this is a non-issue it sucks so bad it's like it's like every week like during the summer i'm like
0: at some point i'd be driving i like would be stuck in traffic and i'm like man this sucks a lot and <laughs> and then like that night i'd like go to the car dealership and like test drive a bunch of cars and then use their air conditioning and then <laughs> go home <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I'd be, like, busy or something, and I'd like, go out of town and, like, forget about it. And then, like, the next week I'd be driving and I'd be like, "Oh my God, it's so hot. And then,
1: yeah, that's what, that happened a lot this summer. Anyway. Well, I would say, you know, just sell it as a winter. Sell it in Alaska is what you do. You sell it in a place there where you people go. do not need Canada. Take it up north. Sell it where people don't need the air conditioning. <laughs> sell it
0: on eBay. Good for Canadian customers only. Yep. Canadian dollars. Yeah, I... I I've got another anecdote. So, I have a, I own a PS3, legacy platform, as you guys probably both do as well. Mm-hmm. I had it lent out to my nephew and he brought it back like yesterday. And I plugged it in and fired it up and tried to do things on it and I have to say, I am so glad we don't have to use the PlayStation 3 anymore because it sucks. Everything about it is horrible. <laughs> Thoughts? Uh, it was my favorite console of that generation. I I still, I
2: still use mine. Yeah, I,
0: I use mine. I thought it was fine then, just like trying to go back and play it. It's like sluggish. The loading times are unbearable. The interface is horrible. PlayStation Network is super slow. And you have to like download games and install them. The downloader, for some reason, is way slower than the PS4. And it's just. I'm just
1: really glad that I have a PS4 and not a PS3 only now, that would suck a lot. I can get on board with you in one sense, but I'll tell you that the loading times never seemed that bad to me compared to what was available at the time. Uh, I love the cross-media Well, okay, that's what
0: I mean, compared to what was available at the time. I'm not saying that the games I play now have, like, great loading times on the PlayStation 4, but generally speaking, I was, like, You're waiting longer than you would like. It's like loading for, like, 30 seconds
1: for a 15-second cutscene type of situation, you know? I it really was, like the cross media bad. bar. Uh, generally, I like I said I still use it. However, however, something that is just flat out broken these days is trying to use the PlayStation Store from your PS3. I can I literally cannot get the PlayStation Network Store to load from my PS3. It I, I got to, to buy stuff on the web soon. interface and then and then push it to the PS3. Well, the that's Auto the problem.
0: Map. Is I, I was just trying to find the game because so I haven't had my PlayStation 3 for. I haven't probably used it since the PlayStation 4 came out, right? And mm. so. I'm like, oh, I have all these free PlayStation Plus games. I should, like, go through all these and see what I have. And that was, like, a difficult thing to do. Like, it wasn't... I didn't know where to go to, like,
1: just see, hey, where's all the games I own? Yeah. Where's that at? Yeah, sure. that that is... So that is actually not even just a PlayStation 3 problem. That is a Sony problem. And I would love for them to fix it. No, that. PlayStation 4 is great. It's got a library. It's, like, your library. And you go over there, and all your games are there in alphabetical order. Yeah, I guess for that one platform, I suppose that's true, but, like, trying to go onto your account management, even on their website, and trying to find out, like, where's the stuff that you bought, and, and, like, if you're looking for a specific thing, great, fine, no problem, but if you're just trying to browse through and see what you've got, but I, I agree with you, that, that can be rough, absolutely. And then, (laughs) I went to
0: install God of War Ascension? Is that, like, the latest God of War? Yeah, that was, like, the little half-sequel that kind of nobody liked except me.
2: Yeah, that was the latest one, yeah.
0: I went to download it, and it was like, you don't have enough space to download this, and I'm like, okay, well where do I go to do that? Mm, I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. I didn't have the patience.
1: <laughs> went, to, went to do that God of War ascension and there was no
0: bearded Kratos. What is up with that? Ah. Anyway, I'm just saying, I'm, I am think that uh, technology has pushed forward in the console space, and I'm happy for it. And it's hard to go back to a to last generation, you know, first time, all-in network console. Yeah, it's not not as good, man. Truly, we live in a golden age of video games. Indeed. It's always getting better. All right, let's talk about some video game news. I haven't been around for a while, and so uh,
1: we need to do that. Well, we only catch you up back to this week, but what a week it was. What a week in the news of video games. We're going to start out with the NPD report. I know it's not very popular, at least on this podcast, but we're going to talk about it just for a minute because there were a couple of weird things going on. A Little bit of a rough month last month in July. Uh, Slumps across all spending categories. Total sales dipped by 14% uh, to $480 million dollars. Hardware dropped by 30% to $141 million. Uh, the top-selling game in July. I don't know if you guys looked at this list. Top-selling game. I'm looking you know, at it. Grand Theft Auto V. This game was from September 2013. Next month, that game is going to be three years old, and it was the top-selling video game across all It was consoles. really 2013? It's, it's amazing. 2013.
2: It's amazing how well those those games continue on selling. It's like
1: there are Grand Theft Auto games, and then there's Who's everything Who's still buying else. them? that's
2: my like, question but hey buddy of what guess what i'm
0: i'm playing grand theft auto online you should get in on this new coworker that just started at my place of employment and he's like okay and then they buy it like i what guess what's happening
1: i mean enough of it's happening that it put it to the number 1 spot over overwatch over lego star wars the force awakens number 4 went to monster hunter generations which i go that far down the list because the top selling hardware in july was the nintendo 3ds Uh, propelled by Monster Hunter Generations, so kind of weird. Uh, One of the things looking back at last year that may have contributed to a dip, no big releases this month, but uh, last year we had Batman Arkham Knight, which uh kind of goosed the numbers a little bit back then uh let's all remember that the npd report now includes not only physical sales but some select digital sales battle net sales are not included in this also the numbers for monster hunter generations uh minecraft is number six on the list uh, digital sales not included there doom 2016 was number eight on the list uh digital sales not included there i bet if they well. included digital sales overwatch would be ahead of gta 5 uh, I don't know about that It was you know it was, I th- According to people who know It was a fr- pretty strong second So you never know uh, I, don't, but- I don't know a PC gamer that buys Boxed copies anymore Like who would do that That's true That's epic.
0: I
2: actually bought the boxed copy of Overwatch
0: <laughs> What?
2: Uh, yeah On PC There you go I did Did yeah, you install
0: I, yeah. it with the DVDs? How many DVDs was it? No was it I didn't Blu-ray? do that How um, many DVDs was it though? Did it come with DVDs? I... It's an online only game
1: Like or was it just a code in a box I don't why think would you there do was that? a
2: disc I don't think there was a disc in the box there might have been
1: um, <laughs> this disc just in, in the box. box one-third of all people on this podcast buy boxed PC games Skewing the numbers
2: uh, it's a good question why I did that I think I, it was just because um, it was like <laughs> it was the day of release and and I you just couldn't I... get onto the,
1: you just couldn't get onto the digital so you just had to go to the store you, like couldn't <laughs> no, get it anywhere well, else it's like i, I need this now I I, i'm the... on my lunch break at work and i can't oh, here, be on my computer it is, it Must buy. there was
2: only with so i wanted to get the they were collector's all out edition digital or whatever copies. i wanted to get the collector's edition <laughs> and cuz i wanted those skins right and that's 60 bucks anyway and i was in best buy at the time and i was like oh you know i'll just pick it up here and, and pay tax it comes with the <laughs> not in Oregon and it oh. comes with the codes and um you know you get the stuff and all that there's there's there like literally those there's functionally no difference for me to between buying the disc version of that and buying it online
0: uh, the only difference is that your number was counted towards NPDs and mine was not
2: yeah i guess that's true but except that i didn't buy mine in july so it would have been in
1: june oh weird Well, uh, neither of you, uh, neither of those purchases counted toward Steam Spy. Uh, elsewhere in the news, the owner of Steam Spy will no longer accept developers' requests to remove their games from his service. Uh, Steam Spy owner Sergei Agalyonkin, uh, recently received a request from Techland, the studio behind Dying Light and Dead Island, to not count their games in his, uh, little indexing system, uh, which they're not the first ones. Uh, Squad, who produced Kerbal Space Program Paradox Interactive, I don't know if you guys knew this, uh, had requested that their games be removed from uh, the us Let's, let's talk here. about Steam Spy for a second before we go further. What does Steam sure. Spy do? So Steam Spy is basically an aggregator that uh, uh, basically pulls users, Steam users, for the titles that they own and probably when they get them, some of the metadata that goes along with them, and then from there you can sort of extrapolate the sales figures and the revenues. Uh, and those kinds of things. It basically scrapes through Steam user data to kind of get second and and maybe third extrapolations of, of that kind of data. Uh, galyankin says that the point of Steam Spy is to be a helpful tool for game developers. Removing several important independent games from the service will hurt everyone else while not necessarily be benefiting the publishers of the removed games. Uh, Steam Spy is not affiliated with Valve. It's uh, just a, an independent third-party thing and, like I said, scrapes through user data to create estimates of how many games, how many units a game has sold over a period of time. Um, the counterpoint to this, there was actually a tweet back in June by uh, Shams Yuryani of Paradox who says that he's met countless devs that have showed me flawed business plans hinging entirely on the owners' figures reported by Steam Spy on competitors, and uh, felt that that was uh, that that was actually shortly after the sales figures for Paradox's games. I don't I don't think that's
2: a very strong counterpoint because that's like you know that's like so many of those arguments saying we should ban the thing when actually you should just watch how you use the thing.
1: In fact, actually, Galionkin, uh, speaking to Polygon, actually gave kind of an interesting analogy. He says, imagine if Donald Trump would ask everyone to stop publishing polls because they make him look bad and diminish his negotiating power. And honestly, if you believe your bargaining power lies in the ability to lie about your data, you don't understand negotiations, Uh, which, just like Dale says. So Dale and Sergey, uh, friends forever, BFFs.
2: Yeah, also all that data is public anyway, so... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of... I don't know, naive of it, it, a developer it, or someone to ask for him to remove
1: it from there. It's like from his It's like thing. Metacritic, maybe, like where you, I mean, somebody could agree. It's just math. It's just numbers. Yeah, which is
2: that's. It's always funny when people like rail against Metacritic. It's like, look, even if you scrub Metacritic from the face of the earth, I could do what they're doing,
0: right? Yeah, it's, it's like just, it's just mathematics. No one. Well, is that's what you did before Metacritic. You would go to like four
1: or five review sites and read them all, and now you exactly. a Metacritic and look at a number. Absolutely. Yeah. No. It's, yep. You know. Speaking of things that independent folks can do, uh, I don't know if you guys were aware of this, but there is a fan-made Halo spiritual successor that has been made, uh, called Installation 01, it's a free multiplayer, quote, artistic tribute to Halo. Uh, and they're not really worried about any backlash from Microsoft because they're doing everything entirely by the book, according to them. Our work is entirely legal, says a video promoting the game. We are carefully following the rules set forth in Microsoft game content usage rules. No content in our game has been ripped. It's all handmade by our team. Uh, and in the... Uh, it's called the Journey to CE3 2016. Uh, it says that the... Uh, The videos and other cool things are strictly for personal and non-commercial use. Uh, Looking at the videos, it is definitely Halo, but to their credit the developers seem to be putting some effort into making it their own as well. Um, As you guys know, there's sort of a continuity shift when Bungie left the Halo picture and 343 got into it. Uh, 3D artist Seth H. in the video says, To get around this, I try to find a balanced approach that can sort of present a unified view of the Halo universe, which I think is what's most appropriate for our project. Uh, This is not the first fan project in very recent history to get into the news, and actually the wide publication of popular fan projects eventually meant that those projects were pulled by the respective IP holders. Uh, So it is a little bit optimistic that they don't think that anything is going to happen, but uh, they do plan to have a playable alpha ready sometime before the end of this year. This sort of segues into kind of another half news item, which uh, I don't know if you guys remember this, but uh, Microsoft and 343 actually released in Russia only a free-to-play version of Halo called Halo Online. Do You guys remember this? No? Uh, No. Kind of? No? (laughs) Uh, I don't know if i ever heard of it. Well, it doesn't matter, you guys, because that game is no longer going to be released. Um, a member of the development team going by, Fogieman, says that Microsoft failed to make decisions on the future of the project for the last six months, and as a consequence, the current form of Halo Online will not be released. So, I don't know, I guess Installation 01 maybe could fill that Halo void. I know that the last Halo games weren't really super well-received I don't Halo think... 5.
2: You know, I, 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 I'm sure they have the best intentions, but... It's kind of like fan fiction, right? It's I don't, I don't want to deal. I don't want to mix that in with my like um, real stuff. You know, I kind of doubt that if I played it, it would strike the it would it would have the same feeling as like real Halo. Like it would probably feel the same as all floaty or something like that. You know, it would, what it do you feel about that just...
0: that Black Mesa project?
2: Yeah, I never played that either. I I think I would rather just play the real Half Life game. And, you know, it doesn't bother me that it's got old graphics or anything like that. I mean, it sucks that uh, the Halo games are not immediately playable on modern hardware anywhere.
1: Um, But... They are. They're on Xbox One. You can play all of them. There is the Halo collection, but they don't have the unifying factor. Like, I I, I think that of that story, I think the most interesting thing was that they were trying to kind of unify old Halo and new Halo, which I think is kind of cool.
2: It's a neat idea, but... Uh, you know i for some reason i always think like if you're going to go to the trouble of making a game make, just it make your, your own. own game yeah just make make your own game you know yeah. that's like like people that write like fan fiction novels and stuff it's like really you know th- that's just ch-
1: change all the names that's and not a trivial it.
2: amount of work right you know like just make it your own
1: change all the names release it as an erotic fan fiction and Fifty <laughs> shades of gray will take over the world
2: that's yeah. How it works yeah yeah, yeah.
1: Yep. Speaking of things that take a lot of trouble, uh, PlayStation, Sony, has actually finally activated two-factor authentication on the PlayStation network. Uh, Not super news in and of itself, especially considering the biggest uh, sort of gaming network hack of all time took place about five years ago in 2011 uh, but two foc- two-factor authentication has finally come to the PlayStation Network uh, would not have solved any of the problems back in 2011 but uh, there have been um, you know many uh, problems with people reporting uh, you know passwords hacked and, and stolen in the past and uh, now it's something that you can do through the uh, through the website I know that I had to actually reset my PlayStation Network password I don't know if that's related to this or not but uh, if you you have a psn account uh maybe go get your two factor on and uh, get some added security to your account there so uh Another thing that Sony is bringing into the future, PlayStation Now, big news here coming to PC, and they've also announced along with that a DualShock 4 USB wireless adapter. Uh, the app, according to the PlayStation blog, is going to launch overseas in parts of Europe and will come to North America shortly thereafter, uh, including first-party titles, Uncharted, God of War, Ratchet and Clank franchise, as well as other PS3 games like The Last of Us and Journey. So, is this all going to be available on PC? PS3.
2: Because so Jeremy, I'm counting on you to know more about PlayStation Now. So what what's on there?
1: Yeah, so I guess I should probably mention because someone else had asked me about this this week. So it's probably fair to describe PlayStation Now. It is uh, it is not a an inter-device streaming setup. It's actually like cloud uh, game streaming. So it's basically like Netflix for PS3 games. Now, I've actually seen some folks say this past week, and I was trying to corroborate this, that PlayStation 4 games were being added as part of this, but I cannot confirm that. Uh, so as of right now, it is totally PlayStation 3 games. The library currently includes over 400 games, and they are specifically selected. So it's not like every single PS3 game is available on PlayStation now. Uh, there's also uh, a monthly or, I believe, a quarterly option for payment. Uh, it's something what? like $12 a month. Like this
2: This is all streamed, right?
1: Uh, correct, correct. So this is all completely through the internet, so uh, cloud what, saves. Uh,
2: what resolution
1: did they stream it to
2: you in? 720?
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, the, the software itself is basically going to be like 720p at best, I think.
2: Yeah, I, I, I just don't know if I'm crazy about the idea of game streaming, because first it seems like a waste, right? Like, it's so much more bandwidth to stream the video over the course of, like, what does it take you to play an average game? Let's say... 10 hours or something like that. Right, right. Streaming 10 hours of video versus just downloading the thing, you know? Uh, I I mean, I get that, like, for piracy... For security purposes, yeah. Security and stuff, they don't want to just, like, let you download it and use it, but... It just seems like there should be a better way. Um, well,
1: the flip side of that though is software compatibility with the platform you're running it on, too. Yeah, that's true. I and mean, the, the, ad- is... the advantage of streaming video and inputs is that you don't have to worry ever about the hardware that you're dealing right. with. Right, yeah, coming to PC, So
2: yeah, that's. That, I mean, undeniable. It's on, on Sony that's TVs, nice. that's nice as well. Um, by themselves, that's uh, true. Right? That's and that's all cool. Have you
1: guys used it? Is there um, noticeable yeah. input lag or anything? Uh, it is noticeable. I, I've actually found that both. Kind of, kind of like the remote play service that they have for PlayStation Four to Vita or PlayStation Four to PC. Uh, you notice the lag. So I, if you're really going to be like a hardcore Street Fighter player or something like that, I don't know that PlayStation Now. What about <laughs> clearly like is be the way or, to go or like Deus Ex uh, or something? But yeah, that stuff is totally playable. In fact, um, I mean, I know it's not quite the same thing, but uh, I, I was playing on the PlayStation Now service games like uh, 3D action games, uh, you know, Uncharted stuff like that. I mean, that worked just fine. Uh, I, I definitely did not have hindrances due to the input lag but clearly your mileage may vary on that depending on the quality what was that company that sony bought for this yeah i tried
0: that out once and it was meh when it was on pc is that still a service is that still like around no No. they shut down when when sony
2: bought so another question do they have ps1 games on there or ps2 games
1: uh, not that I'm aware of, no.
2: Just P- So it's just PS3 right now. But
1: that's not to say that they couldn't at some point. And yeah, but it they, they don't on... right now, though. No, they don't right now. That's correct. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So, like I said, aside from a rumor that I c- could not corroborate uh, about the availability of PlayStation 4 games, you can also go to psnow.com to get more information, including and a is list that... of the full library.
2: Is that... How much does
0: it cost to subscribe
2: to that?
1: I'm gonna go to PS Now
0: right now.
2: It's separate from separate from your PSN. It it is it
1: is separate from PS Plus for sure. Yeah, those those services do not stack. And uh, Uh, so you're twenty bucks for a month or forty five for three months. Yeah, so they so it sort of amortizes out if you do it on a Hmm. quarterly basis. I think. In fact, at some point, I think they even had like a year subscription that you could do, but I'm not sure if they still offer that.
2: I think it's it's neat, but. I I don't think it's for me.
1: Yeah, well, and and my my thing is, I I think the games, the the lineup and everything is really cool, but time. I mean, I just would not get the money back out of it that I put into it. Yeah, true. If if I weren't already drowning in tons of games that I have right in front of me, I I would maybe Mm -hmm. consider doing it. So. Uh, Well, let's talk about something a little bit more practical. The Call of Duty Endowment, you guys, that Activision Blizzard founded specifically to assist veterans to find quality jobs. Uh, They have reached their goal of uh, 25,000 veterans finding quality jobs by 2018, two years ahead of schedule. Uh, The Call of Duty endowment funds 10 organizations that uh, pair veterans with job opportunities, and uh, the group is now setting a target of 50,000 veterans placed in jobs by 2019. According to Bobby Kotick, the endowment's efforts have had a direct and positive impact on the lives of so many who have given so much. With U.S. veteran unemployment rates still well above the national average, we are committed to continuing our efforts and have established a new ambitious goal to secure employment for 50,000 veterans by 2019. Uh, $21 million in, dollars in grants have come from the Call of Duty endowment funding organizations placing veterans at one-fifth the cost of federal programs. Uh, the organizations have to reapply annually for those grants, but, uh, just by detailing the process of making their financial records available for inspection. Uh, super cool. Whatever you think about Call of Duty, whatever th- you think about Bobby Kodak, uh, I think that is a, a pretty incredible thing, and, uh, kudos yep. to them for doing that. I Thanks. agree moving along to, uh, other big numbers over in Facebook. Uh, we've talked in the past, I think, about Facebook streaming, uh, which we haven't really tried for our video streams or anything like that. But, uh, Blizzard is going all in, kind of again back on the Activision Blizzard. Overwatch and other Blizzard games in Battle.net are now natively able to stream directly through Facebook. They call it Blizzard Streaming, and uh, it is the result of a collaboration between the two companies and can be activated with a single click. And if you update your Blizzard client right now, you'll find a new button in the upper right-hand corner shaped like a camera. And once you've linked your Blizzard account to your Facebook profile, you can stream live gameplay directly to uh ostensibly the world's largest social media audience over on facebook uh, according to a press release blizzard streaming empowers gamers around the world to connect and share their gaming experiences directly to facebook launched minutes ago according to the press release now live in the Americas, southeast asia australia and new zealand global access coming soon
2: hey, hey Legrand should we stream our wow playing
1: yeah we should man
0: Let's stream, stream our WoW just random questing Yeah, I bet all my my
1: Facebook friends probably want to see that. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's kind of funny, though, because I have noticed some of the news outlets, the gaming news outlets, have actually started, uh, you know, for their weekly streams or whatever they do, I've noticed that some of them are actually going native to Facebook. I just
2: wish it wasn't on Facebook. I don't like that Facebook is such a closed-off portion of the Internet, you know, like a kid's pool of the Internet. Um, Yeah. I think that kind of sucks.
1: I can't disagree there. I I know that in in my case, Facebook is used mostly for people who find me from high school, and I basically just cross-post from Twitter, so...
2: I I use it for schadenfreude. Yeah, (laughs) just
1: (laughs) kind of seeing that everybody's life is as miserable (laughs) as yours. Uh, We're going to wrap up with a little bit of a weird news item here. Cities Skylines, a game that I know both of you guys are familiar with, is being used by Swedish city planners to design new city districts. Um, as you guys know, of course, players have recreated real life locations in the City Builder, but now the Swedish buildings service Svensk Bygjanst is now using the game to plan the development of a new city district in Stockholm. Uh, the uh, district is going to be called Nora Djurgardstaden. Uh, We'll add 12,000 new homes, 35,000 workspaces to help combat accommodation shortages in the area, and they will be simulating the district in-game to test different scenarios. The head of communications uh, at the Swedish Building Services, Erik Kalmaru, says, A citizen dialogue that functions well is key for urban city planning now and in the future. Computer games have shown to be a very effective tool to build engagement and generate ideas, but also to visualize the process. We undertook a previous project with Minecraft and Mojang, which developed into a project spanning the world, and we look forward to seeing what using Cities Skylines as a tool will generate. And that's everything that's in the news this week.
0: Awesome. Well, wow. uh, yeah,
1: nothing. Just, just a couple of wows. I mean, know, it's, all, that's, that's pretty cool. Around. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty. I, the thing is, I haven't played too much of City Skylines myself. Um, but I know that there's a lot of different things that you can simulate with it, and I don't see why they couldn't. I mean, traffic, I know, is a big factor in in cities. And, yeah, I haven't,
2: uh, I haven't played that game. Um, although I've heard nothing but good things about it.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, what one will happen thing when Sweden? when all of your landfills fill up? That's another thing you can simulate. That's the only problem I ever had with that game:
1: not having enough landfill space. Well, hopefully they'll build in an IKEA uh, commercial model, and <laughs> that way they'll be ready to go in Sweden. Cool.
0: Well, thanks for the news, Jeremy.
1: No problem, you guys.
0: I've got some new releases, and um, what's on that new yeah, release list? LeGrand. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what's on this new release list. We got it from tech-gaming.com because. Man, we can't be bothered to look up this stuff on our own. We'll just head over there. And they have the whole list for us. It's sitting on Robert Desert Eagle Allen's shoulders. You should head over there yourselves and check out their website because it's great. uh, And check out their new release list. But uh, top of the list... Uh, Hatsune Miku's Project Diva X is coming to PS4 and PSN for 60 bones. Vocaloids. I think uh, this is Jeremy's all over this because he's all over these wacky games. Jeremy, what do you think about this one?
1: I love it. I've already downloaded the demo. My kids love it. Uh, Hatsune Miku for life. All right, you should get it too, or at least check
0: it out. Download the demo. I didn't know demos were still a thing.
1: Yeah, apparently this
0: one is. I have a Resident. demo.
2: My kids <laughs> played the maximum of they could of the demo of Disney Art Academy. Part two or whatever it was. Oh on yeah, the on the 3ds. DS? Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, the only they...
1: ones like limiting the demos on over at Nintendo.
2: And the we're going through the uh, Kirby Robo Bobobo Bo demo as well, whatever that's called.
1: Oh, I gotta play that. You know, Nintendo actually pushes demos too, because that's on my 3ds, and I didn't ask for that. Yeah, that's that's it, why it's little online. presents they that show up, like hey, like hey, free you, presents. Yeah, we got this, Check out this for demo. You. Nintendo's like, hey, you got something new, and I'm like, I didn't ask for this. Yep. And then mm-hmm. you're like, oh, it's Mar-
0: it's how to draw Mickey. Neat. Uh, also, Resident Evil 4 is coming out again for the next platform. Uh, Attack on Titan. This is the anime that everyone loves that I have tried to watch and have failed. But it's coming as a game coming out for Xbox, PlayStation 4, Vita, and PC. So check it out on Vita because that's probably the best platform to play it on like every other game. Absolutely, 100%. Uh, yep, Attack on Titan. And also, uh, I think the anime is on... Some streaming service. Uh, it's
1: definitely on Crunchyroll, which yeah. is where I watched it. Uh, it might be coming to some other service shortly. It was okay. All, it was a pretty good anime. All I know is everybody cosplays as those characters at all the Comic-Cons. Yeah, any, any time all you see Comic-Cons. like those white and blue wingy things on the back of somebody's leather jacket, that's what that's from.
0: It's not even a leather jacket. It's like a canvas jacket. Yeah, like a canvas jacket, like a tan yeah. sort it's of like thing. Cool yeah. Course. Uh, Witcher 3 Wild Hunt Complete Edition. This is the one that comes with all the things, right? All the DLCs,
1: including I, Blood and Wine? Is that I true? hope so. It says complete. Yeah, yeah I so think it's so.
0: Coming, out, coming out on all the platforms that matter. So the ones that could play it. Uh, World of Warcraft Legion. This is the latest expansion of the game that has been sweeping the nation. Never heard of, of it. World of Warcraft. What? Uh, Dale and I playing this game It's popular with
1: millennials. Yeah. <laughs> They're drinking so much wine. Yeah. And playing so much WoW.
0: Yeah, so anyway, comes out on Tuesday, so uh, come fight the Legion with all of us, and join the Game by Show guild that we are forming. Jeremy, you must be a part of this. Wow bites! I will be there, I'm sure. Just We're not, probably not going to make a guild. That's play okay. I'll be, playing, I'll be playing Guild Wars with Jared. Hey, I've got that. Weird. <laughs> uh Super Mario 64 DS. This is the... The not as good version of Mario 64. Would you play this again on the Wii? Is it, is it sh- not
2: as good as the original? Like what? No, no.
1: It, it, is, it is the 64. What he's saying is the 64 DS game is not as good as the Nintendo 64 original. original yeah, that's game. what I'm saying. Is, right. it,
2: is it not as good? Like why, oh, no. Why it's why way good.
1: That? Like You can have different characters and stuff. You can be Wario in this and, and Yoshi and do all kinds of I thought it was great. But uh, I mean, I don't know that like, I'd buy it again yeah. on the Wii U.
0: <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Ten, ten bucks, okay. though.
1: It's out uh con man the game i put this one in here for LeGrand. uh this came from an indiegogo Mm -hmm. campaign and uh, it's now out on mobile on ios and android and it has the likenesses and contributions ostensibly of people like felicia day and uh oh gosh who else is in that nathan fillion i think is in it and uh it's free to play i'm not sure if it's free or free it must be at least free to play so there's probably microtransactions in there but you basically run your own nerd convention
0: Oh, man, I'm totally going to download this, and then I'm just going to go run one for real this week. How's that sound? That sounds awesome. Cool. Street Fighter Alpha 2. Uh, and This is the Super Nintendo version, I'm assuming. since it Yeah, says all, all, these next, all these next three of them, yeah. <sighs> Dude, so this is the console that nobody owns. I, I have this, yeah. Okay, Street Fighter Alpha 2, Street Fighter 2 Turbo Hyper Fighting, and Super Street Fighter 2, the new challengers, all coming out. Okay, so three Street Fighter games. Uh, two of these are basically the same. And Street Fighter Alpha 2 is different. Which one do you get?
1: The one where Guile's theme features. If I can listen uh, to Guile's all... theme, that's the one I want. That's, that's all the... All dun, the dun, 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 dun. Alpha 2, dun, 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 dun. Turbo
2: Hyper Fighting, or the New Challengers. So New Challengers is, is bad.
0: Um, what do you mean it's bad? It's got... Um, yeah, it's not as good as Hyper T-Hawk, Fighting, though. Um, Dan and Cammy. Dan. It
2: doesn't have Turbo Mode. And they yeah, but that...
0: Hyperfight doesn't have the new characters. Yeah, but
2: there's something else. I'm trying to remember what the other difference was. Blood um, mode. Yeah, maybe that was it. Wait, I don't. Which one is Alpha 2?
0: <laughs> well, it's uh, the sequel to Alpha Does that one have like 1. Cody
2: and Guy from Final I have Night? no idea.
0: You know, I, I didn't play any Street Fighters from the Alpha series really heavily. No,
1: Skullomania. No Does idea. one of those have Skullomania in it? Because that's the one I'll Good play. Good question.
2: I thought Skolomania might have been from Darkstalkers or like Rival Schools.
1: I just heard I he's really know. lame, so that's who I would play as.
2: Street Fighter EX EX?
1: Big Street Which, Fighter fan Jeremy
2: the, is. What was the three D or like more let more properly a two point five D Street Fighter game that came out at PS two launch?
0: Was there one? Yeah. Uh Street Fighter Two the movie? No, no, no. It was <laughs> Polygonal
2: 2.5D. I, I want to say it was Street Fighter EX plus Alpha. What? Might have just been Street Fighter EX.
1: You know what? Just ditch all of this. Go to the Capcom website and play Street Fighter cross Mega Man for free. Do that. I have Street Fighter 2
2: Super Famicom cart. I've been playing that a little bit.
1: You're a huge nerd.
0: Is it Street Fighter EX was 3D? Maybe. That might be the one. I'm looking up screenshots because I need to know this. 2.5D. Oh, yeah. This looks horrible. It looks like virtual. It was 1. bad. It was pretty bad. <laughs> I never played
1: this. Just get the that worst really one. Really dumb. <laughs> they're they're you know what they're seven ninety nine each on the three ds new three ds just get them all and tweet at us tell us which one's the worst one because that's the uh, word yeah you get. somebody's gonna buy all three of those for twenty four dollars and be like man
0: <laughs> I got screwed <laughs> uh, N++ and plus plus is out on pc this is a game that's already been out on everything else consoles. Yeah, yeah, and Vita and all the things. It's like a puzzle game, right? Uh, it's like a jumping, like super
1: simple, simple. Oh yeah, runner. it's like a Super Meat Boy. It kind of yeah, it it like it plays game. like Super Meat Boy, that kind of looks like Load Runner or something, kind of, sort of.
0: Well,
2: Street <laughs> Fighter good. EX3 was the PS2 launch game. Wow.
1: Oh man, They're, they
0: made three of those games. They did. How does the X3 look? Oh yeah, It looks like Virtua Fighter 3. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. well that's the new releases so go get them a little guys. something for everyone yep all
2: right well let's move into our topic for this week uh i think we decided on um a game blast from the past sort of thing so what game from your past would you bring back if you could how would you bring it back so like total remake or just you know hd upres or or what like what are you thinking
1: Street Fighter EX series really needs to <laughs> come back. Okay, so so what would you do? Would you do it as like a mobile, like touch based, free to play? Mm, yeah, like buy a pack of punches for ninety nine cents. I,
0: I don't know, man. I'm I'm not I'm not the guy that could make those decisions. I'm what not, would I'm it not be a game what designer. would it be ideal now for for, for growing up Legrand? When was the last time you played a 3D fighter? It was like Dead or Alive, or what is what was the last fighter? You uh, ever
1: it would probably be one of the Soul Caliber games. Like Soul Calibur Mm. Five, mine's probably a Dead or Alive game or a Tekken game. Oh yeah, I I did play Dead or Alive on PlayStation Four.
2: I think Tekken Four for me, maybe.
0: Is there a new Tekken game coming out sometime soon? Tekken
2: Seven, right?
0: What they're on Seven? Yeah, and they're only on Street Fighter Five, but they made three
1: EX games. Yeah, that's the thing. Like if you count all the little interstitial (laughs) ones, there's like eighty Street Fighter games.
0: Yep, yep, yep. I was just I was just kidding about that, by the way. Do you, you guys go. You guys reaction? go. I'm... No, not yet. You guys go. I'll... I'm still. I'm still thinking. I've been thinking since you guys decided on this topic. So, so Dale lead us off. About... I know you had something that came right. to Yeah.
2: Me. Did you guys ever play Evo: The Search for Eden?
1: Yes. Uh, yeah. In fact, I have that. Is that on a PlayStation Two? No, it's a Super NES game. Yeah. No, then I game. must be thinking of something. What am I thinking? I think I'm thinking of Project Eden. It was like Spore, the game. Spore, the the official game of the game. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Kinda. Um. Mechanically. Uh, a little bit. So so the the thing with. With Evo, this was this was like an action game, action RPG sort of thing, made by NX. Um, and you started off as oh, like a fish. I was gonna say
1: this is the one where you swim around. I remember. Yeah, this you
2: one. swim around and you you bite things or, or you you know you kill <laughs> things and you get XP. And then when you get a, like a basically a level up, you're allowed to evolve one of your body parts, so you can get like a stronger fin or like a stronger jaw or like. You know, make your body size bigger or, you know, all that stuff. Do you get to choose
1: the body part? Like, Yeah, yeah. Because I know which one I would choose. From a list.
2: From a oh, list you get to choose. Right. Um, <laughs> and then once you get to... What would you choose, to...
0: Jeremy? I need to know what body parts Jeremy would choose.
1: My earlobes.
0: Yeah. Oh, of course. Naturally. You would... To fit those large size gauges that that's right. you have.
2: When you, when you level up enough, you basically switch from, like, a sea creature to a land creature. And then you start leveling up your land stuff. You know, your various legs and arms and things. And if you run it, I remember this, there was this one part in the game where like you have to talk to an NPC or something. It's kind of like a bonus or secret thing. And then that allows you to evolve wings. And so that's when you can start to fly. And then like eventually you get to the point where you are supposed to like level, evolve into a human basically. And then from there, I think you can actually evolve into like a winged um, angel sort of thing as well. Um, anyway, I never got too far into the game, but I, I would get far enough to like become like a winged, um, raptor sort of creature or something.
1: That's like the apex predator, right? You don't need to evolve anywhere past that. That's, yeah, that's it. Right.
2: Isn't that, that's, that's like all you really need to be is like a badass predator eagle or something. Um, I just thought it was a really cool idea and it's, it's not something that, uh, that has, has been brought back yet. I mean, Legrand mentioned Spore. Um, it's a shame I haven't played Spore because I would like to kind of see a little how much of this idea is in there. But as I understand it, Spore was trying to be like the ultra ultra uber game, covering like cell division all the way up through like gal- galactic um, colonization sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, you know, and the opinions on Spore were mixed. Uh, but it's it's one that I've always wanted to play, but I haven't done it yet. Um, what's interesting, I, I would is just pass on it. No Man's Sky actually has it seems like No Man's Sky has some of the uh, Lego parts that you would need (laughs) in making this game in the way that it randomly generates creatures, you know, Um, because if you were making this game today, you would have to be able to come up with like whatever trillion possible permutations of, of your creature building thing, you know. And apparently that was what Spore was really good at, was it like the creature creator, right? In fact, they made that game Dark Spore that was basically like a Diablo sort of game, but it was based off of stuff created in the Spore creature creator.
1: Yes, I have that game. Well, I had it. It's now actually one of the only games in my you entire... You can't play it now. You cannot. Right? They disabled it. It's, it's got a was, lock it on was it. was
2: online only. Yep. Or something, yeah. Yep. That's bizarre, but that's EA for you. Uh, anyway, uh, so EVO, The Search for Eden, is a really, really awesome Super NES game. Uh, if you never got a chance to play it, download a ROM or something, just because it was
1: so cool and unique.
2: So then the and question is,
1: how would you bring it back, though? Would you just I would like up to see it, it
2: done. No, no, I would like to see it done from the ground up as a modern game. So it would still be an action game with sort of like XP mechanics. Um, but, um, basically just imagine like you're an animal on a no man's sky planet, basically. And so it's like, it's like a giant open world randomly or procedurally generated environment. And you start as maybe, maybe it's like you pick one of, um, uh, or no, you don't even pick. You you just you just start as like a sea creature, right? And you kind of go from there, and you you decide if do you want to evolve into like a, a little fish or like a big predator fish, and you just keep going from there, you know, loosely along the the ways that we think we understand how life evolved from the sea onto land and all that stuff. And you would have these like branching paths, kind of like a skill tree, you know, like when you When you eat enough stuff or you, um, maybe it could be like you pass along your, your game soul consciousness down the, the lineage of your, um, progeny, you know? So like, as, as your character that you start with mates and then dies, he has like five kids and you can kind of choose which of the kids to shepherd along, you know? And I just think that would be a really cool idea. And so like, you would just, you just play it forever basically. And you'd be making all these decisions about, um you know, what uh, what body part you... Maybe that's how it works. Maybe your guy has, like, five kids, and they all have a mutation, and you pick the one that you think would be most beneficial or something?
1: They should do it like Final Fantasy II or something, where you just gain skills, because this is how real evolution works, right? Like, the the most successful genetic traits pass their genes along yeah so you like would if have you, to if you use your flagella to like knock fruit off a tree or something then yeah. eventually it turns into arms or something nah, yeah basically know.
2: something something <laughs> sort of like that. Or, or like every generation you would have to have like a giant extinction level event that only the ones that could use the flagella would survive right like, <laughs> yeah sounds legit yeah i mean but that would be that would be really cool gotta level up that flagella the search for saying. Eden. And so the other thing about the game was like eventually... The level way, up think, that
0: flagella.
2: <laughs> the reason it was called Search for Eden <laughs> was because when you turned into an, an angel, you like went to the Garden of Eden or something. Like, I don't
1: know. I like know that. what flagella I'd level up. <laughs> uh, oh, Jeremy? God. So my my answer my answer for this, uh, we on the Game by Show video stream just this past week, uh, we did an SNES stream. And I just happened to land on uh, Ultima as one of the games that I played. Ultima 7, The Black Gate. And I think I kind of even mentioned this during the stream, but, like, where where are all of these games that were in, like, the late 80s and the 90s on PC that could fully, totally run on the mobilest of mobile platforms? You could probably run that stuff on Blackberries. Uh, Why don't we have any of those games being re-released or straight-up ported over? Uh, so I would like to see... I, I mean, I guess my answer would be Ultima, like Ultima 7. Let's just pick that one and say, you know what, I... I want to see that. But Jeremy, I haven't played two. Ultima
2: 1 through 6 yet.
1: You'll be missing the whole story, so you got to start from the very beginning. In fact, you've got to start from Akalabeth, so go find that Ziploc right, bag that? that Richard Garriott distributed. Uh, oh, man. Distributed. Yeah, you got to go get that. Um, but I'm in kind of a weird place right now where I am just really... I have this weird hunger, you guys. I have this weird hunger to play games on mobile platforms, but I want them to be like real games. I want, I don't want them to be like... Doesn't
0: exist. Too no, bad.
1: dude. You don't, man. No, the thing is, I just want the portability. I just want the portability and I want real games on a portable platform. You got platform. a Vita, bro. I know. Well, that's why I love the Vita so much. That's exactly what it does for Jeremy, me. That's where are you going to exactly go? what it does for me. I don't know. To my couch. I'll just sit on my couch <laughs> with my phone.
0: <laughs> what kind
1: of uh, games are you going to play with so, so th- thinking about, like, the PC, like, everything was, like, point-and-click, right? So, think about Ultima. Everything was point-and-click. And guess what kind of interface works works really well for point-and-click? Touch interface works really well for point-and-click. Nah. So, why can't I have Ultima or any given point-and-click game from the PC? Dune 2, 1991 or whatever. Uh, you know, there, there actually was, in fact, there was at one point a mobile version of that that some just, like, doofus... Released on the Google Play Store, and it was a full on direct port and it worked that game awesome. didn't
2: have any like drag to select or anything like that
1: uh well, even if it does that works, just touch and hold and then drag but uh maybe it didn't I, I actually it may not have come come to think of it it may not have done that man they but, could remaster it and make it like way better so so that's the thing so the question of would you like totally redo it like you could, but I'm gonna choose that all of those games that I liked masters of magic or uh, you know, and any given adventure. Remember when adventure games were big? Any given adventure game would work great on mobile platforms, and I want to bring some of that old PC stuff up to my phone, and I just want to play it on my phone because I think it would work great there. That's
2: would you answer. redesign the uh, puzzles, or would you just like basically redo them, but with um, modern tech?
1: I I I would just be happy if they were just straight up. You're you're talking about a- like the notorious adventure game yeah like cat mustache type stuff all that kind of crap yeah uh i mean i guess you could and certainly after 20 years of hindsight some of that stuff probably could have been done a little bit better but i am just sort of generally asking the question and i'm forming it into into today's topic uh where are all of those great because a lot of people who played games back then have things that they really love from back then um and i'm just wondering where they all are and why they haven't stayed with us weird thing about the video video games as a medium is that stuff like that just does not come with you it just another
2: thing about the medium is that it it can really get actually really hard to go back in time and and play with those things either because it's hard to find hardware for them or because they're so just archaic and byzantine like in terms of um usability just how they work it's that it's unpleasant to try to do
1: it right and and that's um, why all of these games should come to PlayStation now where the hardware doesn't matter. So I want all I want all the ultimate games on PlayStation now is what I'm saying, basically. I've got an answer. What is it? License. So no. <laughs> the
0: answer is this. Do you guys remember so what I what I do and I was trying to think of this idea is I'm like, what games would from my childhood or from my youth would I like to have my kids experience? And do you guys remember the first time you played NBA Jam?
2: Yeah, I was on fire. NBA Jam's awesome.
0: And how was that, huh? How was that way awesome? Great. Yeah. So I think it's about time where we get. I know they tried to like remake NBA Jam like what five or six years ago or something. Yeah, apparently it was like it was was yeah. I I think it's about time that they like went and down the over the top sports games like NBA Jam, NFL Blitz, Mm -hmm. those types of things. Like I I don't know how many how much fun I had. Blood Bowl, like Super Robot Baseball Twenty Twenty. All exact all of the above, man. Like it's time. Like I, I bet that my kids would get a kick out of NBA Jam or NFL Blitz. Specifically, well, dude, those two games.
2: Blood Bowl Two is relatively new. It's on Steam.
0: Oh yeah, is it good? Is it like that? I thought it was more of a hmm,
2: maybe. I it's it, it I is a it. it is an over the top sports game. <laughs> so, Which granted, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of like. Um, uh, what was the basketball or football? Was it basketball or football game where they were like robots on the Super NES? Um, or NES, or Super NES? Oh. Mm. I'm sure there was several of those. There was a baseball one, Super yeah, Baseball two Super
1: Baseball Twenty Twenty is the one
0: where they were Super like, Baseball that's... Simulator Twenty Twenty, right? I don't know,
1: but don't I'm realize. I'm down with that extreme like fantasy like death sports um i agree with that that is the one thing about sports that in fact why don't they just make a zombies mode or something in madden i'd be happy with that what
0: (laughs) zombies mode in Madden? yeah like you know (laughs) i I want an nfl blitz mode like i want to be like you know slamming dudes to the ground and body slamming them and just like over the top animations and super simple gameplay but you know uh,
2: jeremy i figured out why they haven't brought ultima back it's What's because that? no one wants to recreate that weird, bizarre, vertigo-looking camera angle that the <laughs> yeah. Ultima Games
1: used. The, the little, like, half-ISO. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, listeners, uh, you don't have to worry about any bizarro, nausea-inducing camera angles in this podcast. You just have to worry about the nausea-inducing hosts. Uh, but we will, we will be oh. back to induce many feelings in you at the middle of this week when we come to talk to you about the video games that we've been playing. Until then, if you have any comments about our discussion, about the new releases, or about the news items that we talked about this week, please reach out to us. We can be found as a group on Twitter, at Game Bytes Show, or if you'd like to reach out to us individually, you can do so. I am at Jeremy underscore Lamont. Find me at Legrand. And I am at Count Elmdor. Absent today is our good buddy Jared Redidun at RED underscore I on Twitter, and as you may know, Jared is typically the one in charge of doing our video game streams. Uh, he streamed, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but he was doing King, King and Kingdoms or, or something like that, kind of a, as, as he likes to do. It's sort of a Mount and Blade style medieval fighty simulator, and uh, I tuned in a little bit late for that one, but it was great fun. I, <laughs> I like to watch him get chopped up. Uh, And before that, we uh, did a 25th anniversary Super Nintendo stream where I went through in about half an hour and failed at many of the most popular and famous games on the Super Nintendo. So you can find all of that stuff over at our YouTube archive, youtube.com slash show, or just head over to twitch.tv slash show. hit the subscribe button there, and you'll be alerted anytime we go live with one of our awesome video streams. Awesome uh, video streams. Th- we t- t- TM. Patented awesome video streams. Uh, tell your friends about them. Tell your parents. Tell your parents' friends. Uh, we want to get the uh, geriatric uh, vote this uh, this election season, so bring them all over to the polling station and watch some Game Bite Show stuff. Uh, you can see all of this over on our internet website, gamebyteshow.com, where you can also subscribe to our RSS and iTunes feeds and... Um, probably listen to a show just like this one in the very near future. Until then, this has been your Game Bite show. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next time. Peace. See ya.